The following shiur has been delivered by Diane Yosef Greenwald, Diane at the Betavad. For more information or shiurim, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Two weeks, Bezrat Hashem, or a week and a half before the Chag of Shavuot. And this is the time of the year when we work on imbuing ourselves with the supreme value of Limuda Torah. We work on imbuing ourselves as we go forward to the next year, the first morning of Shavuot, when we're Mekabal Torah from fresh. Matan Torah wasn't a historical episode that took place some three and a half years ago, three, three and a half thousand years ago. It's an event that we plug into, we connect, and we re-experience every single year. And of course, like every great thing in life, it takes preparation. If Lahavdil, you can't play the Super Bowl without weeks of preparation, and for sure you can't be Mikabel Torah without mental, physical, and emotional, especially emotional. So in that context, I'd like to discuss what's actually the uh, Rash in the beginning of this week's parasha, Parashat Bechukotai. And we know that this this is the parsha of the rewards and, unfortunately, if necessary, the punishment for living a life consistent with Kabbalat Torah. And the Basak says, "Bechukotai telechu." If you go in my statutes, you follow my laws. What is that? That's just a general uh, sense, and the. The Pasuk says afterwards, you'll be mekayem the mitzvot. So what is bichukotai telechu? Rashi says, shetiu amelim batorah. There's a quality beyond the learning of Torah, which is incumbent on every Jew. Learning in order to know what to do. You have to learn if you, there's so much that one has to know in order to be a properly observant Jew that a person can spend a lifetime learning. But in terms of quality of or better said, definition of what we're doing with our sojourn in this world, Rashi describes it as amelim Torah, toiling in Torah. What does that mean? You know, it conjures up pictures of saintly scholars sitting for long 18 hours a day with their feet in cold water to keep them up at night, uh, famous tzaddikim fasting, subsisting on crusts of bread while they learn and they uh, sit in the Beit Knesset from one Shabbat to another. Most of us are not there. And if Rashi tells us this is the prerequisite to a life of Torah, a life of closeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it means Rashi is telling this to all of us. The quality of Shetiu Amelim Torah is a quality of internalizing a lifestyle of Torah. That means like this, all of us have our basic lifestyle, and we have things that you have to do. If somebody is, for example, is a, is a is a is a health food bug, so that's his lifestyle. Other people, they aren't necessarily health food bugs. It's not their thing, but uh, the doctor told you if you're going to eat too much of X, so you're going to have too little of Y, so you're going to have problems. So you watch yourself. It's not your lifestyle. It's something you got to you got to do it because you got to do it, like paying taxes or paying the mortgage. It's not what you want to do with your life, but you do it because you got to do it, right? A person could see his learning Torah as something that has to be done. It's dues that have to be paid. Or he could internalize it to make it into a lifestyle. 
in order that this shouldn't be a vague concept before we go into a more halachic discussion, discussion of the mitzvah of Limudat Torah, I'll just say it like this. There are two basic drives that push most people to wherever they're headed in life. One is the wanting to accomplish, amass, be it wealth or political clout or fame or fortune, earning something, gaining something, standing on top of something, having. That's one basic human drive. The other basic human drive is the drive to get pleasure. Sometimes these two feet off each other. person goes to work, has a successful career, this way he can enjoy his creature comforts. So one is feeding with the other. Some people work, some people have a lesser concentration of one, more of the other. Those two drives can be channeled to a point where the main dr- focus of a person's life that drives him is these two drives in Limunat Torah, namely. There are two, really two approaches. This is a, uh, something that's been written in a lot of this forum. I actually saw, a a beautiful essay that was written by Chacham Ben Siona Bashul many years ago on this topic, where he describes that there are two basic parts of the mitzvah of Limud HaTorah. Amassing knowledge. A person has to be filled the same way most people have a thirst for more and more material possessions. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because material possessions can be used for a lot of good things. It doesn't have to be only shallow and self-serving. But when that drive is channeled into the world of Torah, it gives a person an insatiable appetite to conquer more, to see more, to amass more knowledge and more experience in Torah knowledge. The other basic drive that can be channeled is this, the drive for pleasure. The, a person can be consumed with enjoyment of Limudat Torah. Anybody ever saw Chacham Ovadia? Uh, in his, in his learning room, those that had the privilege of seeing him, you saw somebody who melted at the sight of Limud HaTorah. So there's the amassing wealth, and there's the amassing pleasure. Both of these can be channeled to Limud HaTorah, and the more Limud HaTorah becomes not a matter of paying dues or something you gotta do in order to be a kosher Jew, but it becomes a lifestyle choice, it becomes who you are and it becomes a self-definition, that is the definition of Amelut Batorah. It doesn't have to be necessarily 18 hours a day. Most people aren't capable of that. But we all are capable of going in a certain direction in terms of lifestyle choices. So let's take this to our discussion. How much Torah does one have to learn a day? Now obviously, uh, if you're Chacham Ovadia and... Those that were close to him say that on Yom Kippur when he said the Vidu, the one place where he broke down into uncontrollable sobbing was when he said the Vidui. When he said the long Vidui that said on Yom Kippur and he said, Bitalti Torah. I mean, it's hard to imagine a bigger opposite uh, between two literal opposites, Bitul Torah and Chacham but that's it goes to show you, everybody has a musag, everybody has an idea of Bitul Torah in terms of where they're up to. So, you know, that that's that's a powerful lesson to remember. How much should a person learn? A person could always push himself to learn more. But let's give an example from another mitzvah. Again, in a purely halakha, now we're going to switch off the inspirational mode and we're going to try to talk divrei halakha. The mitzvah of tefillin is also an interesting mitzvah in the sense that the Torah says that a Jew goes with tefillin. The Torah says, 
doesn't say when, it doesn't say how long. We put on tefillin by, when we daven shacharit. If you're a, if you're a great man, you can put on tefillin also, but the mitzvah of tefillin is not a mitzvah to put on by prayers, by, by, uh, in the Beit Knesset. It's mitzvah that a Jew wears tefillin. Same way we wear tzitzit the whole day, we wear tefillin the whole day. Now, why don't we wear tefillin the whole day? So the, uh, the poskim already of, of a thousand years ago already limit our ability. One has to wear tefillin in a certain state. Body, uh, bodily cleanliness, mental preparedness. One has to be in a state of mental preparedness. You carry the name of Hashem on your arm and on your head. You have to be in that state. So what's the mitzvah of tefillin? Are we not doing the mitzvah of tefillin? So you look at the, Beginning of Hilchot Tefillin in the Sefer Levush. Levush is one of the preeminent poskim, which is quoted all the time by the, uh, right, right after the Bet Yosef, he's quoted by all the poskim. And in his synopsis of the mitzvah of Tefillin, he clearly says, on the one hand, he says it like almost in the same sense, the mitzvah of, t- mitzvah of Tefillin is the whole day. And then sort of, as a run-on sentence, he says the mitzvah of tefillin is, is, is at least a little bit, at least during the prayers, at least during shacharit every day. So what does he mean to say? He means to say that this is a mitzvah which is not a function of an, a, a certain activity, a certain act. Do it this along this amount of time every day. That's not the issue. The issue is there's a lifestyle that a Jew wears tefillin. How much? However much you're capable of. Now, for most of us, the only time of the day that we're fully focused on spirituality, that we haven't started yet the day, we're not tired, we're not busy with a million things, we wake up in the morning, we go right away to the Beit Knesset for Shacharit. At that point of the day, we're capable of putting on tefillin and keeping ourselves in state, in mental and physical and emotional state to wear those tefillin. So then that's how long our mitzvah is. We're not on the same level as people 2,000 years ago. So we can't be the whole day in that state. So it, it's not that we're mevatel the mitzvah for 15 hours a day if we only wear tefillin for the 45 minutes of the prayers in the morning. It's that our experience of being able to wear the tefillin properly is only for those 45 minutes. And with that, we're mekayim our mitzvah of tefillin. The other mitzvah, which is sort of like a sliding scale, is the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, because we're saying it's a lifestyle mitzvah. The lifestyle is as much time as you're capable. And again, this is this demands honesty, and it demands a certain self-awareness of a person being able to say, how much time legitimately can I plug in every single day to uh, to uh, to study of Torah? That's the mitzvah of Torah. The one who makes the comparison between the mitzvah of Tfilin and the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is the Vilna Goin. The Gra in his Pirusha Mishnayot makes that comparison that there are certain mitzvahs which are lifestyle choice mitzvot. I'll give another example where this is, uh, this plays itself out very nicely. It doesn't say any place by Tfilin that you're supposed to learn, that you're supposed to put on Tfilin every day. Maybe only put on tefillin once, once, once in a life by your bar mitzvah and that's it. Doesn't make sense. What creates, what's the minimal amount that creates a certain consistency 
that this is who you are, this is your lifestyle, when you do something every day. It's like having an exercise routine. If you do it every day, it becomes part of your lifestyle. When you put on tefillin every day, it's part of who you are. When you have a mitzvah of Talmud Torah, you learn every day. It doesn't say any place in the, in, in the Chumash, it doesn't say any place to learn every day. But the every day, that's what's called kviyut, itim la Torah. Having a set time every day creates that this is part of who you are, this is your lifestyle, this is how you choose to spend your life, this is what you identify with. That's the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. I found a Tosfot Rabbeinu Peretz, which was one of the uh, Rishonim that was published from a manuscript only recently, at the end of Mesechet Eruvin. And he says something very nice. He wants to know what happens if a person missed putting on tefillin uh, one day. Now, he, he's discussing over there in the context of a Gemara, we don't put on tefillin at night, that all of us know. Is that because there is no mitzvah of tefillin at night? That's a far-ranging discussion in, in the Gemara over there, in the end of Eruvin. And the way we, uh, the way we hold lahalacha, the way it's brought down in, uh, the Shulchan Aruch and, uh, based on the Rambam, the Riv, is that the mitzvah of putting on tefillin theoretically is, or, midoraita uh, is certainly also at night. However, since at night it's harder to keep oneself in a state of physical and mental alertness and preparedness, so we don't put on. Chazal told, told us not to put on tefillin at night. That being said, that's only when a person is putting on tefillin, and he's going to put on tefillin, he'll doze off, he, he won't have a clean body, and so on. What happens if he's putting on tefillin for a minute, specifically, he's only putting on, why would a person only be putting on tefillin for a minute? So what happens if a person went the whole day, didn't put on tefillin? And he wants to fill in the blank of that day's Hanachat Tfilin by putting it on at night. So he's not going to doze off because he's only putting it on for a second. He says maybe Chazal wouldn't tell a guy like that in that type of state not to put on Tfilin. He says no. When Chazal made a decision, they mandated it across the board. Even in, even in a case that doesn't fit the bill of their concerns, they told him not to put on Tfilin at night. But I have a very basic question. And the question is this. He's putting on tefillin at night to be mashlim, uh, the chiyuv tefillin for the whole day. We know that in halakha, the, the night is already the next day. He's not putting on tefillin. If he didn't put on tefillin Tuesday, if he puts it on Tuesday night, he's, with that being mekayem, his obligation to put on tefillin on Tuesday, it's already Wednesday. Tuesday night is Wednesday halakhically. So what you have to say is that this is not the regular concept of this is the time to put on film. This is about lifestyle. Lifestyle, when a person, when you look at a person's day, it's not a matter of the halachic night come before day. From when a person gets up till when a person goes to sleep is his day. In terms of lifestyle, from when you get up in the morning to when you get up at night, you have a seder hayom. Which is why the Gemara says if a person doesn't have time to learn a day, he should repay that debt by learning extra at night. Again, the same question. If he learns extra at night, that's the next day. No. In terms of lifestyle, that night before you go to sleep, nobody goes to sleep the second it gets dark outside. The lifestyle cycle, daily lifestyle cycle of a person is from the minute he wakes up till the minute he goes to sleep. So at night is part of that day. The only other place I know of that has this halacha is there is an opinion, a minority opinion that's quoted in Shulchan Aruch in, in Hilchot Brachot. 
and uh, it is that the imperative of meyabrachot should be from when a person wakes up to when he goes to sleep, which would make life easier uh, on getting those hundred brachot on Shabbat, because Friday night, even though the the, the Amidah has less uh, brachot, but he has the brachot of the two Amidot, which have 19 brachot, and Shabbos during the day when it's harder to get a hundred brachot because the again the Amidah has less brachot, he has the Mosoe Shabbat to uh, to fill that up. We don't again we don't accept this opinion la halacha, but it is brought. The Bet Yosef does bring it. So again, that tells us again because there's no specific uh, mitzvah to say mea brachot of Tuesday. It's a lifestyle. Lifestyle, a hundred brachot a day creates a certain lifestyle of constantly praising and thanking Hashem. So, what, lifestyle choices have to do with from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. That seems to be the mitzvah of Tamut Torah, taken out of the realm of a mitzvah. Like all the other mitzvot, it seems to be, and that's part of why Limura Torah is so powerful, because it transforms a person who's living an earthly existence, doing mitzvot, but still living with two feet in this world, turns him into living a world, living in a world of Torah. Amelut Torah is the quality not just of learning Torah, but of hammering into oneself basic lifestyle choices that revolve around the importance of Limura Torah. Hashem should give us the siyata deshmaya, to grow, all of us, from wherever we are, to grow in our connection in a in a most intimate way to Limuda Torah to the point where we have with us the brachot that are promised to those that are Amelimba Torah we should Pezrat Hashem Bimikabel Torah this year standing Ma'amad Har Sinai together with all of Klal Yisrael and the Beit HaMikdash Amen V'Amen This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center the center is committed to advancing research and application of halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halakhic consultation, monetary bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic halakha journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at the shc dot org to subscribe.